Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up with New Morning Mercy, so Tori's just going to take it from here. Yes, y'all, let's do it. Today's devotional says this. How do you measure your capability? By your previous successes and failures, or by the boundless resource of grace that is yours in Christ? It is something every human being does many times a day. Most of the time, we do it unconsciously. The way we do it says a lot about who we think we are and what we think we're facing. The young child learning to walk does it, and so does the elderly woman facing serious sickness. What you conclude after doing it determines how you respond to the struggles in your life. What am I talking about? Measuring your capability. We are always assessing what we bring to the table to deal with what is currently on our plates. Now, it is not stupid or irrational to measure your potential by examining your track record. How have you done so far? What are the things that tend to trip you up? What are the weaknesses that have been exposed? What have you learned that will help you do better the next time? These are all good questions as far as they go, but they lack something that is dramatically important. They lack the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, the message of the infusion of God's grace is that you haven't been left to your own track record. You aren't restricted to your limited collection of personal spiritual resources. Rather, in Christ, you have been given both a new identity and new potential. How could this new potential be more radically and powerfully stated than in the Apostle Paul's words in Galatians 2.20? It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. God knew exactly what you would face as you journeyed through this fallen world. He knew that temptation would greet you every day. He knew the sin still within you would rear its ugly head. He knew that sorrow and suffering would get you down. He knew all the things that you would have to deal with at the address where he ordained you to live. So he gave you exactly what you would need so that you can be what you're supposed to be and do what he has called you to do, even in the broken surroundings where you live. What did he give you? He gave you himself. His grace isn't a set of insights. It isn't a change of location. It isn't the altering of situations. His grace is more fundamental and glorious than that. His grace goes far beyond anything we would dare to ask or reach out for with our imaginations. Here is the best way to say it. He is the grace that he gives. God's best gift of grace is himself. He comes to us. He makes us the place where he lives. This means that divine power resides inside us. Our potential as God's children is much more than our natural gifts and track records predict because Emmanuel, the Lamb, the Savior, the Lord Almighty, the Sovereign King has made us his residence. A new identity and a wildly new potential are ours in Christ. Now go out and live as if you really believe it. Yeah, I can't help but think about how often we take that for granted, mm-hmm. you know, that he's taken up residence inside of us, yeah. like, and how often I don't live like he's taken up residence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it made me think of, this is kind of kind of weird to mention, but my men's group that I'm a part of, um, it's kind of expensive. I don't want to, so whenever I say kind of, I mean, it's very expensive. Yeah. And I remember 
listening to the guys who lead it talk about why they chose that, they were saying they need to make it expensive enough so people have skin in the game mm-hmm. so that the people who are signed up take it super seriously. Yeah. And it's funny because it worked. <laughs> I, yeah. I take it super seriously. I schedule calls with guys from a men's group every single week, yeah. multiple times a week. Yeah. And I more than get the return on that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to our relationship with God, he put his skin on the line for us. And so we don't always see the payment it costs, but it cost him his life. Right. He put his life on the line for us. He paid the ultimate price, the highest price, the price that we could never pay. But if we had to pay that price, we would take it so much more seriously because mm-hmm. you see it all the time. Like even in movies where you see that this like guy or a girl, their parents passed away whenever they were younger, but they're a trust fund kid. So everybody's like, oh, wow, you have all this money. And then that kid says, I would give up all this money for just one more day with my parents. And so what are we truly valuing here? And I'm calling myself out. I take God for granted nonstop. I don't always live like I have the living spirit of the living God living inside of me, right? I take that for granted way too much. I don't love people well enough. I don't love myself well enough. I don't speak over myself. Like it's crazy for me to think and call myself out in this moment where it's like, wow, the stuff I say about myself is not what the Holy Spirit would say over me. But yet, like, why am I saying it? I know I talked about this the other day, but we all struggle with negative self-talk to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so are we living like we have the living God living inside of us? I think it's a great question for us to ask. And if if not, why? Mm -hmm. Is it because we haven't realized the atonement that he paid for us? Mm -hmm. Are we not embracing that? Because like I said with my men's group, I know how much it takes for me to be committed to a cause and I live like it, but God paid my price to be a part of his community. Right. Right. And I need to live like that. Yeah. That's so good. I honestly don't have that much to add. I feel like that was so fire. Um, But I do, I feel like that's the perfect question. Are we living like the living God is living inside of us? And what does that mean for our daily life? How often do we take it for granted? How often do we not live like it? How often do we speak over ourselves, not realizing that we're literally speaking against God Mm -hmm. when we speak to ourselves this negatively? Like if the Holy Spirit resides in us, like think about that. Like he knows our thoughts. He knows the way that we talk to ourselves. And so we really do need to think about what we're thinking about and do what the Bible says and like take those, those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ because as a man thinketh, so he is. And so our thoughts matter and they matter in the kingdom of God. And so I think just remembering the gravity of our thoughts, of our words, and the way that we live and according to the spirit is so, I mean, it'll change our life. I think that we don't recognize the fact that like the power of life and death is in the tongue, right? And what we speak comes from what we think. And so we got to get to the root of it, right? Like Mm -hmm. we, we've got to get to our thoughts um, because they have power and they truly will determine our destination. Yeah. And as you're all listening to this, what you don't need to hear is fix it. 
you don't need to hear condemnation. Like I, there's no condemnation in Christ, but there is <clears throat> conviction in Christ. And yeah. so I think that it's a beautiful, like what we always say, it's a call up. It's a recognition. Mm-hmm. It's a, okay, I am convicted of the way I've been thinking. And we just bring it to the Lord. Yeah. That's, well, I think, I think what I was trying to say is that this is not something that you have to do for God. This is something that you get to do with God. Right. And so as you are navigating living, like the living God is living inside of you, yeah. don't forget that the Holy Spirit does it with you. Right. What we're not saying is go make it right. What we're saying yeah. is, is ask God to help you make it right. So good. So true. Want to pray something out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you have taken up residence inside of us, Father, that your Holy Spirit is alive and active and working within us. Father, I pray that we are receptive to the conviction, that our eyes are open, that our ears are in tune, Father. We want to see, we want to hear, and we want to walk in your ways, hand in hand, step in step with you, Father. So would you convict us of our thought patterns? Would you convict us of the way we speak? Would you help us take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to you, Father? We absolutely, in our power, cannot do this alone. And so we plead with you to come and partner with us in this journey, Father, so that we can live um, like we truly believe that the living God is living in us, Father. We want to be set apart in this way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Adios.